Hello, saints and sinners. It's time for the Church Folk Podcast. This is the podcast that examines the spiritual journey that Christians and other people of faith are taking and how religion is working for them or not working for them. Thanks for streaming and downloading this podcast. We look forward to an invigorating conversation. Let's do this. Hello again, saints and sinners, and welcome back to another edition of the Church Folk Podcast. The doors of the Church Folk Podcast are open for you to enjoy and to learn about another spiritual journey. And in this week's podcast, we will visit with my nephew, Hobson McCain Jr. of Georgia. But like myself, he grew up in Trinity Baptist Church in the Bronx. So welcome aboard as we talk to Hobson, learn about maybe not a traditional route and not traditional beliefs, but beliefs that led him from cursing God as a young man to loving God as a man of God. So come on in. We look forward to talking to you. And welcome back to the Church Folk Podcast. Hello again, Church Folk people. It is good to have you back. Today we have a very, very, very special guest. His name is Hobson McCain Jr., He is a businessman in the Atlanta area. He is a husband, a father of three beautiful children, two boys and a girl. He is a insurance agent. He has been a businessman. And most importantly, he's my nephew. (laughs) (laughs) So in that regard, Hobson, welcome to Church Folk Podcast. I really appreciate you coming on. I look forward to a good discussion with you. How have you been? I'm very well. I'm very well and uh, honored to be on your show. Thank you very much. Um, So as you know, this this show is really about individual spiritual journeys and everyone's relationship with the church. And I want to find out what your experience has been like and what's worked for you, things that you saw that you, you loved and that you think were working well and things that could work better and maybe just talk about your own path and where you're at, where you're going and where you've been. So in that regard, um, why don't you tell me, you know, about your spiritual journey in, in general, where it started, you know, you don't have to get every detail, but sort of an outline and, and ups and downs and things like that. Okay. Okay. That's a, a wide open introduction, but, um, I will get started. I, as early as I can remember, um, my my church involvement, my church experience was based on you know me being a kid and adults forcing me to wake up early on a Sunday morning and and get all dressed up and you know in clothes that I didn't want to wear anyway. But going to hang out in the church and hear people acting weird and screaming and you know doing all kinds of things. Um, but when I was, I guess the earliest memory I have is probably you know, three or four years old. Um, I may be five years old at the latest, but somewhere around that that stage of life, my mom and I used to go to a church on R Street in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and my journey kind of mirrored her journey uh, for, for some period of time because she was my mom and she kind of was responsible for getting me there and all of that. So uh, from the days of Washington, D.C., and we moved around of Washington, D.C. a little bit. So we had several churches in, in D.C., um, and then, you know, as I got a little older and I found Sunday school, church became a little bit more interesting for me from a social perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I didn't mind going as much. Um, and then my mom started going through a different journey, um, discovering Afrocentrism and I guess finding some contradictions with, you know, what she had previously understood the church to be. Um, and so she wasn't going as much. So therefore, I kind of stopped going, you know, as well. I wasn't being forced to go anymore. Um, and then uh, I guess around seventh grade. So this is now like 12, 13 years old. Um, found my, my grandmother and grandfather. Um, I, I was living with them for a while with my mom and uh, they were still very much into the church. So my grandmother would, you know, kind of we get back into that pattern of being forced to <laughs> go to go to Trinity Baptist Church in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I, again, I mean, it was a lot of good values, a lot of good people. Um, um, I had a lot of good times there. You know, my aunt was, was a part of that experience as well. Um, mm-hmm. so her friends and my friends and, you know, lots of socializing, lots of good people and, you know, pretty good experience overall. Um, got very involved in terms of like the drama club, um, at the church. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, I started really, looking for my own confirmations, um, Mm. that that this stuff made sense and was real. Um, and I don't want to go, I'm, I'm kind of doing an overview right now. You can, you know, if you want me to, but, um, but that's where I really, really, really started spending a lot of time in my own mind and in my own, uh, I guess in my own spiritual realm, just kind of really trying to connect with God on, on a mm-hmm. personal level. Um, and I would say I've been extremely successful to where I really have developed my own spiritual belief and it doesn't necessarily parallel what I was learning early in my life. Um, there's some things that I think I've discovered that really, really make sense and work for me. And, you know, they're the basis of my truth as it pertains to spirituality now. Hmm. Interesting. Um, did you have was that an easy journey or was that a journey with ups and downs and challenges and, and and tell me more about how you came to your own comfort and your own relationship and and talk a little bit more about what that is sure um i remember specifically um several days uh, in my teenage years where i would lay in bed at night uh, or in the morning, and I would literally curse God mm. um, as a way of testing him or her, you know, testing God to show itself, show himself to me, um, because I wasn't sure. Mm. Um, and I knew that there was a chance that he would show up and say, okay, you, you know, you curse me, I'm cursing you back. But, um, but I, I was willing to take that chance to just find out that he was real, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, he didn't. Around that same time, I was also, you know, very much into, you know, just trying to discover my own mental power. You know, um, you know, I believe, you know, they say that scientifically, they say that the human race only uses about 10 percent of their mental power. And, uh, um, you know, so I believe that if you tap into the rest of that, the rest of that brain power, there's a lot of things that we can probably that we have power to do that we just don't utilize. And so, you know, at, at that era, I was kind of, you know, I was trying to make things levitate and I was just trying to really, <laughs> you know, I, was, I mean, I was, yeah, I was going like into this whole self-discovery mode, but, um, you know, nothing ever levitated. God never showed up and cursed me back. Um, 
So it, it made me really question things and it was painful. I mean, I, you know, I've been taught all my life that, you know, when you pray, God hears you and he answers. And of course I was going through normal teenage stuff with, you know, you know, girls breaking, you know, breakups and, you know, just discovering myself, having friends and getting embarrassed and being teased and all that stuff. And, you know, it's like, where was God, you know, mm -hmm. it was a painful time. And then for me to try so hard, you know, to the, even to the extreme of like really cursing God and feeling passionate about it, like, you know, just screaming, you know, F you God, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then for him not to show up at all ever, you know, it's, it was painful. Yeah. That sounds to me like an early test of faith. Mm -hmm. is, is that is that what that was? Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. But you know, I think that you know, for for most people, we can all say that life <laughs> always tests. Your, I mean, life tests everyone's faith at some point. I mean, faith at some point or another. Um, and certainly, I would say I've been through my share of that. But again, to to you know, kind of the theme of your show. Um, I think going through that helps you to realize that you've got to kind of find your own place in that in that space, right? You've got to find your own relationship. You've got to firmly plant your feet and you know and, and understand what your beliefs are, because then you can withstand the trials and tribulations that are yet to come. You know, and um, yeah. as an adult, you I think we all need something to lean on when we get tired and when we get tested. Mm -hmm. So where was the church? Um, while this was going on? The church was ever present when I lived in the Bronx. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was never a time where I could stop going because my grandmother was very uh, devout. Uh, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I, I do believe that it was a fantastic part of my development because, you know, when you have that strong of faith that like my grandmother had, it forces you to realize that you're going to need something. And I wish that I had what she had at that time. And I was trying to find it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, even though I don't think I landed in the same place that she landed, I think I have something as, as strong or stronger um, that, that does carry me. So, mm, okay. but the church was there. And, you know, again, in those teenage years, the drama club and friends and, you know, certainly being, forced to go to church every Sunday and all of that was, was definitely there. Great pastors, great messages, you know, va uh, values and principles being taught every week and, and, you know, seeing good people um, just reinforces that this is a good place, right? I, I should be there. And uh, it made me want to find something. And, and ultimately I think I did. And full disclosure, everyone, your grandmother, my mom, we both went to Trinity Baptist church. So just, just in terms of, being transparent. Um, who was some positive and negative, if there were any, influences from a spiritual standpoint, uh, not only then, but as your journey continued? <clears throat> wow, good question. Um, I would certainly say, you know, obviously my grandmother was the premier, preeminent uh, positive force. Uh, my aunt Melinda was, you know, only a couple years older than me, and she was in lockstep with her mom for the mm -hmm. most part as it related to that that type of spirituality and that type of, you know, church, um, the, the practice of going to church and everything. Uh, and so she became one of my, you know, kind of role models. I felt I figured if she 
could be so involved in the church and believe in it so ardently, then I should probably kind of be okay with it too, even though I didn't really feel that I was. Um, mm-hmm. But I felt like I, you know, should be an obedient child and kind of follow suit like like I felt she did. Um, and certainly, you know, again, for my Aunt Melinda, it has worked for her throughout her lifetime. And so um, she's, I would say she's definitely a positive influence. Um, and, you know, it was very interesting dynamic because in the same household, my grandfather absolutely never went to church. And uh-huh. I respected and loved him, you know, tremendously as well. But I wouldn't say he was a negative influence at all. He never spoke a bad word about the church. He never discouraged or anything, but, you know, reinforced whatever my grandmother wanted. Like, that was the rule. So, uh-huh. And the rule was everybody went to church except grandpa. So, uh, <laughs> but, I, you know, so I don't think there were any negative influences. Um, again, my mom's journey was very different. And so she probably opened my eyes to some alternatives and, and different ways of living life such that, you know, maybe the church itself wasn't as significant. But um, my mom was very spiritual. And mm-hmm. um, I think so. I think she was a positive influence as well in terms of my self-discovery. Okay. After um, after you went got out on your own, did you continue to attend church regularly? Never. Okay. Which is <laughs> and, and uh, that, that's that's the answer I have for quite many, for many many years. Right. Right. Uh, um, but at some point you came back to church. Um. Again, yes, but um. I would say it's not, I'm not a devout churchgoer. Um, I go to church primarily for the purpose of kind of creating that environment that I had for my children um, mm-hmm. and, you know, letting, making sure that they have a foundation. Um, but I do also talk to them about what I believe and mm-hmm. how that differs from what they may be learning in church, not to discourage them, but just to offer them something else to grab onto that might make more sense to them, or maybe it doesn't, you know, if it, if it does great, if not great. Do you care to share maybe one or two things that you have told them that you believe that might be different than what the church is telling them? Sure. Um, Most churches will tell you that if you don't follow certain practices, like being baptized or, you know, saying certain words like I accept Jesus Christ as my, you know, or what have you. If you don't follow these these traditions, then you're going to hell. You know? Um and I just I just refuse to accept that a God could and I could be wrong, but I, I just I can't see a God loving all his children and condemning the majority of people on earth to hell. So if I'm Muslim, I'm probably never gonna say I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If I'm Buddhist, then I probably won't, you know, follow those traditions. And so, you know, by definition, if those practices are real in God's mind, then it means the majority of people on earth are going to be in hell. And I just think that's more self-serving for churches and for certain, you know, part instit- spiritual institutions, um, because the Muslim folks are telling their people the same thing about Christians and you know, no matter which perspective we look at it from, the majority of people are going to hell. And I just don't think that God would have that perspective because in at the root, most people on earth are good. You know, their core is good. Their, their, their starting point is good. Um, and so I don't think that it would make sense for the majority of people to just be going to hell because we didn't follow certain traditions. 
So that's one one thing that I mm-hmm. will have told my children. Um, and so, I mean, I, I guess I'll leave it there for now as an example of something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, so you grew up as a believer. You weren't. There wasn't a day or a moment when you were saved, or is is that a, a, a wrong assumption on my part? Well, again, what does it mean to be saved? I mean, I firmly believe that I will be going to a good place after my life is over. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that I love it. I even, you know, I even hesitate with the word God just because, you know, other people call them other things. But I believe in good and evil. Um, God is all the good stuff in the universe. The devil is all the evil stuff in the universe or, again, whatever you want to call it. But yin and yang, you know, there's a lot of different concepts. But I think of God as all the positive energy in the world. And I mm-hmm. try to be, I try to be I, I try to live so that I'm as close to the good stuff as possible. You know, um, mm-hmm. and I think that that will make me more godlike. Um, and I think that will put me in the room with Christians and Muslims and Buddhists and atheists and everyone else who are doing good things. And I think at the end of the day, that's what heaven represents to the world. You okay. Know? Okay. What do you do to. Let me back up and make an analogy, which is not necessary, but it's my show. Um, Like muscles, if you don't work them, they don't get stronger. They may, in fact, atrophy or might get weaker. So the question is, from a spiritual perspective, what do you do to keep yourself strong or um, grow your spiritual knowledge or continue in your spiritual walk in a positive fashion? Well, like I said, first, uh, periodically, you know, we go to church. Uh, my wife is is more of a devout churchgoer than I am. Uh, but, you know, for the sake of the family unit, I do go periodically with her um, and with the kids. Um, so that's one thing. And I do enjoy it when I go. I mean, I, it, there's a ton of positivity. There's good music. There's, you know, seeing people in my community. Um, I, I do enjoy going. Um, and then, you know, I have tons of interactions and conversations and uh, building with people who have all kinds of different beliefs. I mean, that's, you know, I'm in a fraternity and we we build on on those things all the time. I mean, so it's a regular conversation in my life. And I do pick up little nuances and little things that, you know, kind of sway me a little, you know, just little little adjustments, I'll call them. But for the most part, I, I've, even from like those teenage years or maybe late high school years, I um, which was still teenage years, but I kind of have been firm in the basic core belief that, you know, good is good and that's what I'm living, not... Mm you know, not, not, not necessarily the institutions and the practices of church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, it sounds like uh, through your fraternity brothers and maybe just other uh, people in your life, you become exposed to some other religions. Is that fair oh, to yeah. say? Well, yeah, all the way through college. I mean, you know, my freshman year of college, you know, my next door neighbor was from Russia. Um, and then, you know, of course, being in New York, there's tons of Jewish folks all around everywhere. And, Muslims and, you know, my mom's circles. Um, so I've, and then, you know, the Metu Neter and, and Kemet and, you know, all kinds of different things that I've been exposed to in my life that I've 
been able to watch and observe and figure out, you know, just kind of where they stand and what they believe in. And so, yeah, I've been exposed to quite a bit of different practices. Have you, have you taken some of their traditions, beliefs, or practices and either adopted them into your own way or just noticed them and said, hey, you know, that's pretty good. I think, you know, it's something I'll try to incorporate or or, or vice versa. You might say, hey, uh, that's not my thing. I'm going to hold on to, you know, my Jesus dude. He got up from the dead. He's good. I'll stick with him. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that, that you're right. I mean, I think that, you know, what you're raised around does become planted. You know, it becomes a firm foundation. And so I've never really veered away from the Christian core. Um, and that's why I, I'm very comfortable going to church. Even in church, though, I resist some of the practices. Um, for example, um, for example, anytime I'm in a church where a pastor says, you know, touch three people, I absolutely hate it because if I'm not moved on my own to touch three people, then I don't want to, you know, be forced to touch three people and say something that I'm not necessarily feeling at that moment. Um, and I try to be sincere. You know, that's the that's the real point. It's not that I'm just, you know, being hard headed, but it's more I want to be a sincere spiritual person. And mm -hmm. if you're telling me to touch three people and say, get your butt, get your butt to church next week or pay your tithes. And mm -hmm. that's not what I'm feeling at the moment. Then, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, mm -hmm. sure. Uh, so I'd like to take a pause for a second and ask our audience members to turn to their neighbors. Saying, neighbor, <laughs> don't listen to this guy. No. <laughs> so, I um, I actually feel much the same way. Um, so it sounds like the conventions of the church, or the traditions, or some of the rituals of the church, you're not really a big fan of. Is that fair to say? Again, I'm not opposed to them because what I really what I what I want another one of my beliefs is I understand that different people need different things to get mm. them through this this tough life. And whatever works for people, great for them. I just want to be sincere in terms of what I'm feeling and what I'm expressing. So if I feel something spiritual, if I feel a spiritual connection with someone in church, uh, then I'm going to be sincere with them and I'm going to tell them what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, but if I'm not feeling it, then I'm just not going to, you know, follow the practices for practice sake. Um, you know, I guess another one that I'll share is, you know, at my church monthly, you know, you have the wine and the bread and the symbolism of, of all of that. And I, I just, I don't do it. Um, I'm mm -hmm. not been baptized and I, I take it seriously because a part of the um, practice is it says, you know, if you do this without being, you know, fully into it, then, you know, you're going to be condemned and I don't want to be condemned. So mm -hmm. since it's not my practice, I just respect it enough not to partake. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my wife and my kids, they all do it because it's, you know, kind of what they're used to and they do it. And that's fine if that's what they want to do. But I just I'm, I respect it too much to be fake about it, you know? Okay. Okay. So, and, and, and that was a sub question to this question. What do you think the church could be doing better? 
Well, you know, again, I think a lot of that is regional um, or, or, you know, there's some differences in different places. But in Atlanta, you know, we're the home of the megachurch. Um, and I think there's a huge emphasis on the business of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single church has a building, a building campaign. Um, they're constantly taking money to make, uh, you know, to try to turn themselves into megachurches if they're not already. And then I don't know what the megachurches do once they become megachurches. I guess they're trying to become quadruple megachurches or something. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I think that the churches should really just focus on helping the community. You know, they, they should be living what they preach to everyone else. Um, I've been to churches where you hear things like, you know, people wonder if you should pay your light bill before you tithe, you know, and if there's any, if there's any, uh, if there's any uh, difficulty in that, you should pay your tithes first because God's going to give you money back and take, you know, and I just. The Lord will make a way, damn it. Gosh, you've heard that too, huh? <laughs> but then, you know, you wonder why isn't God making a way for the church such that, you know, you understand that I'm not going to pay that tithes this week, you know. Um, now, again, whatever works for individuals, do you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, if you choose to give your light bill money to the church, I hope it works out for you. Um, you know, for me, I'm more practical, you know, so. Yeah, I used to hear that message a lot more than I do now, maybe just because I've... Maybe they've given up on you. Well, (laughs) if they were smart, that would be the the choice. Um, (laughs) But every time I hear that, it's always somebody's making way more money than I am. Yeah, it's, it's always someone who's Pretty comfortable, uh, either through the church or through um, independent um, employment. Um, Tell me about. uh, Tell me about some of the. uh, Let's talk about prayer and and just give me your impression about prayer and what. You know, if you pray, if you think it's useful. Um, tell me about prayer. Okay. Um, I do pray, um, not, you know, not every night before I go to bed, uh, but throughout a day in a day, I will probably pray at least once. Um, but, but basically I think of prayer, like, you know, some people call it meditation. Some people call it, you know, different things. I think of it as a time where you just clear your head. You take time to just kind of focus on the universe, right? Connect with the universe, take some time to think about, you know, kind of concentrate on things that are the most important or the, the things that you want the most at that moment or the things that you, well, even if you want, so I'm thinking of not, not, not necessarily want for yourself, but things that you may want for the world around you, um, things that you may feel are important. Um, and so I just, you know, spend that time uh, focusing on that, thinking about it. I encourage my children to, you know, leave their phones somewhere periodically and, and take some time to just think and prioritize and, you know, mm-hmm. organize thoughts. And, you know, to me, that is what prayer is and does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about uh, reading the Bible? Do you do that a lot or a little bit or not enough? Or what's, how do you use the, the, the see, these are sort of, to me, prayer, the Bible, these are tools of religion, if you will, or tools of your relationship with God in, in, in my mind. Well, so again, while I 
have Christianity as my base, the Bible is a Christian book. There's also the Quran. There's also, you know, other books that there's books that weren't included in the Bible that, you know, were kind of um, inspired the same way. Um, my, my belief. Right. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And so, no, I don't start my, my, my spiritual core isn't the Bible. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't spend any time reading the Bible except when I'm in church and they ask me to turn to a certain page. And I will just to keep, you know, keep mm-hmm. pace with the lesson and everything. I have nothing against the Bible. Um, there's some I mean, obviously, it's a heck of a story. And. You know, there's there's a ton of great lessons in the Bible. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I respect it from that perspective. And I but I think a lot of the stories, you know, you can use them to, to teach any lesson that you're trying to teach, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, no, I, I don't feel a lot of purpose in studying the Bible and reading, you know, all of the books. And, you know, I, I've never done that. And no, I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about um, what about the people of in the church? Um, do you have a lot of interaction with them outside of family? Let's say, you know, you know, do you, cause you go to a regular church mm-hmm. or a church regularly now, but are you, you're not involved with the church. I'm getting a feeling, or maybe, well, you, well, you know, the church, you, uh, the church that we go to is one mile from our house. And uh-huh. so when, you know, when we do go, I see tons of, you know, people from the community, um, that I know, um, it's a very family, you know, fa- it's a real family atmosphere as far as I'm concerned. Um, the pastor of my church is in my fraternity. Um, so, you know, every time I go, there's open arms and love and, you know, I do feel very connected to my church. I like, I really enjoy my church. Mm-hmm. What, um, where do you draw inspiration from, from a spiritual standpoint? Well, uh, you know, when you think about what I do is I think about my purpose for being on the planet. And when you realize that, I mean, when I what I've concluded is that I am nothing more than a life form, just like every other life form. And I believe my purpose in being here is just to make the planet a little bit better than it was before I came. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that in mind, you know, and I want to accomplish that as much as I possibly can. So I, I try to invest a lot in my kids. Um, but again, the spirituality is the foundation of that. I mean, and and from, from my perspective, you know, again, if you think of spirituality as the goodness, right, trying to be as good as possible, um, my kids are worthy of that, you know, and mm-hmm. not just my kids, but all, you know, the, the next generation deserves for us to be and create and do as much good as possible to make the world a better place. And so that's, that is my, that's my motivation. That's my inspiration. Um, well, as someone who likes to judge people, I will tell you that you've done a very good job in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say the jury's still out. We'll see what these jokes do. <laughs> and I don't like to judge, but it's so much fun. Um <laughs> Where do you see yourself going from a spiritual standpoint? Are you, is it just day to day, do the best you can? Or is it, you know, I want to be the Black Yoda or, you know, are you, are you headed somewhere or 
I mean, I know that's sort of a tough question because I don't have an answer for that one, but I'm not answering questions. (laughs) (laughs) I think you are. And I'm going to say this. I think that from my perspective, I think that my understanding of spirituality is so clear. I've avoided this and I really try not to influence people because I think most people have something that works for them to some extent. Right. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to take that. I don't want to take that away from anybody. I don't want to pull the rug out from anyone. Uh, But my spirituality is so clear and it's so inclusive. Um, You know, again, I, I wouldn't want to live in a religion that condemned, you know, two thirds of the world to hell. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just have such a peace about my view on spirituality that I can't imagine that ultimately some people won't hear it and learn it and kind of think that, you know, like I'm a great philosopher or something, you know, but I don't try to put myself in that position. But I just, you know, in terms of my spirituality, I think my kids understand, um, you know, none of them have kind of declared that they are followers of their dad. but. Um, I think they have that extra clarity and extra strength that goes along with the foundation that they have, which is the Christian church. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But so, you know, I think ultimately. I do think that my journey will have paid dividends bigger than just to me. Um, Mm. But, you know, again, I'm not seeking that. I'm not trying to put myself out there like that. I just. I just can't imagine that this this level of clarity won't somehow become more popular. Uh, but, you know, and then other than that, um, you know, I actually could see myself later in life kind of becoming more involved in the church just because mm-hmm. not, not necessarily, again, the, the tradition, the, the, you know, the the. Uh, the customs, um, but, you know, but I, I think the church is a strong force in a community um, and mm-hmm. I'm a very community oriented person, so I can imagine myself becoming a, you know, becoming a force in the church and being a regular attendee and just kind of creating my social life in that atmosphere as Mm -hmm. I get a little older, you know. Sure. Um, Sure. Well, that's um, very good insight. Very um, open and honest. And I do appreciate that. Um, And is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap this up? Um, well, no, first I I will say, I appreciate you having this platform. I think that, you know, obviously the spirituality in life is one of the biggest things people are trying to deal with. And for you to have a space where you, you know, I've heard you being very critical of people, uh, on your show, but the play, you know, for you to have an opportunity for for folks to share and think and, and deal with it, um, is important. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there's not the structure of like, you have to say the, 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 the normal Christian response to everything. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and if you do, you'll probably get critiqued pretty hard on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I think you have a great platform. I appreciate you having it. Thank you. And, uh, I wish you all the best. Well, you be blessed. Uh, I love you. I thank you. Let's hope we recorded this. <laughs> <laughs> well, saints and sinners, Thanks again for joining us. That was a fascinating discussion, and I'd like to thank my nephew, Hobson McCain Jr., again for sharing his spiritual journey with us and giving us some insight as to his beliefs and how he came about them and how he's passed them on 
to his children and how he does that along with his lovely wife, Donita. So thanks again for joining us. I hope you got something out of that. I certainly did. And I would encourage you to visit us on the Church Folk Podcast website or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. So thank you. Be blessed. Do what Jesus would do. We'll see you next time. Stay safe.